From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the Truckers Union votes to end their 16-day strike in the face of a zero-tolerance policy by the government and lackluster public support. Next year's budget plan may be stuck in Parliament until after the regular session ends tonight. And health authorities are preparing to downgrade the mask mandate to a recommendation with plans to finalize a roadmap this month. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. Unionized truckers have voted to end their 16-day walkout that aimed to secure a more permanent and expanded minimum pay system before it expires on December 31st. The decision comes in the wake of the government's zero-tolerance policy that led to return-to-work orders as well as a lack of public support. Richard Larkin reports. The cargo truckers' solidarity under the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions voted on Friday to call off a general strike that began on November 24th. According to the union's North Jolla chapter on Friday, a majority of voting members were in favour of ending the walkout. Of the union's 26,144 members, 3,575, or 13.67%, cast votes. Of that number, 61.82% voted to return to work, while 37.55% wanted to hold out. The lower-than-expected voting rate seemingly reflects a majority member's fatigue from the 16-day walkout. The truckers were seeking to extend and expand in scope the nation's freight rate system that encourages safe driving by guaranteeing minimum rates. The current system, which only covers container and cement trucks, is set to expire by the year's end. The protracted labor action likely resulted in losses in shipments with 1.3 trillion won and 2.6 trillion won for the nation's steel and petrochemical industries respectively. Citing concerns over the strike's impact on the local economy, the government had issued return-to-work orders for drivers hauling cement, steel and petrochemical products. The union's failure to sway public sentiment amid concerns over distribution disruptions amid soaring energy costs and high interest may also have pushed union members to end the collective action. In a Gallup career survey of 1,000 adults nationwide from Tuesday to Thursday, only 21% of respondents supported the strike, while 71% said truckers should return to talks after resuming their routes. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. The main opposition Democratic Party on Friday unilaterally passed a bill through a parliamentary committee extending the safe trucking freight rate system for three years. The revised bill, which passed the Land, Infrastructure and Transport Committee, aims to extend the system through December 31, 2025. The safe trucking freight rate system, which covers container and cement trucks, is designed to encourage safe driving by guaranteeing minimum freight rates. Striking truckers have demanded the system's extension, as well as expanded coverage for steel and automobile shipping, as well as tanker trucking. The ruling People Power Party, which had previously agreed with the government to the three-year extension, boycotted Friday's vote, demanding that freight haulers first resume their routes. A National Assembly plenary session scheduled for 2 p.m. Friday did not open amid a partisan standoff over next year's budget bill. Although the rival parties plan to continue negotiations, the two sides are far from reaching a compromise to begin the last regular session of the Assembly on Friday. 
the floor leaders and policy chiefs of the ruling People Power Party and the main opposition Democratic Party began talks with Finance Minister Chu Gyeong-ho earlier on Friday at the Parliament Building before moving to the office of Assembly Speaker Kim Jin-pyo, where the deadlock persisted. Even if they strike a deal later in the day, there may not be enough time in the session to pass the budget plan. This year would mark the first time a budget plan has not been approved within the Assembly's regular session since the Assembly Advancement Act entered into effect in 2014. Health authorities are preparing to downgrade a nationwide indoor mask requirement to a recommendation while maintaining its mandate for high-risk facilities such as nursing homes, hospitals, and public transportation. A senior official at the Central Disease Control Headquarters said on Friday that authorities are closely considering policies overseas that require masks to be worn in medical and social welfare facilities and on public transportation. The official added that the agency will finalize a roadmap after discussions with experts scheduled for December 15th and 26th. While the timing of the mandate's end will be based on criteria considering the number of daily infections, serious cases, the death toll, and quarantine capacity, Authorities plan to make a comprehensive decision after an overview of relevant factors. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. Prosecutors have indicted Jung Jin Song, a close aide to main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae Myung on bribery and corruption charges related to a high-profile land development scandal. The Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office indicted Jung, who currently serves as East Policy Coordination Chief, on charges of bribery under the law on aggravated punishment for specific crimes on Friday. He is accused of accepting 240 million won in bribes from key figures in the Daejeongdong development scandal in return for business favors between 2013 and 2020 while working as East Policy aide when the party chair was the Songnam city mayor and Gyeonggi provincial governor. Jung is also suspected of making a deal for a 24.5% stake worth 42.8 billion won in the development project with the developers in return for favors. A special police team investigating the Itaewon crowd crush is considering applying the concept of criminal negligence by joint principal offenders in seeking penalties. This legal principle can be applied when the collective negligence of multiple individuals contributed to the same accident, which the police believe is the case with the Itaewon tragedy. The probe team announced on Friday that they have been investigating the case in accordance with the joint offender rule from the beginning and are currently refining the specific application of this principle to the crowd crush case. The team said that while it is difficult to prove a causal relationship between the actions of one individual and the deaths of 158 victims, it is relatively straightforward to legally establish overlapping negligence leading to the deaths. The team also hinted at applying the joint offender law not only to agencies holding primary responsibility for on-site safety management, but also the Interior Ministry and the City of Seoul. The country posted a current account surplus for the second consecutive month in October, but the amount decreased sharply from a year ago. According to tentative data released by the Bank of Korea on Friday, the country's current account balance logged a surplus of 880 million U.S. dollars in October. While it is the second straight month to log a surplus, the figure represented a sharp decrease from a year earlier when it posted a surplus of $8.01 billion. 
The goods balance recorded a deficit of $1.48 billion in October after posting a surplus of $470 million the previous month. From a year ago, the latest figure marks a decline of $7.58 billion. The cumulative current account surplus through October marked $24.99 billion, down over $50.4 billion from a year earlier. President Yoon Sung-yeol hosted a dinner for the national football team on Thursday to celebrate their performance in the 2022 Qatar World Cup. President Yoon and First Lady Kim Gon-hee welcomed the group of 21 players and the coaching staff, including Captain Son Heung-min and manager Paolo Bento, in the reception hall of the former presidential compound Cheongwa-dae. According to the presidential office, Yoon said in his welcome speech that the team is the winner of this World Cup for South Korean citizens. Son and Bento thanked the president for inviting them to the dinner and for the nation's support. Son also wrapped the yellow captain's armband he wore during the game against Portugal around Yoon's arm. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 17.96 points, or 0.76% on Friday, closing the week at 2,389.04. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.